Welcome back to another episode of Love It There. I apologize in advance if I sound like I'm talking with my nose plugged because I pretty much am. I've been a little It's kind of like the sexy like Phoebe Buffay kind of scratchy voice. So Yeah, it's it's definitely a scratchy voice, but then it's also like so nasally. So I don't feel (laughs) I don't feel like that. But I appreciate you trying to make me feel better. <laughs> well, hopefully we don't get into a laugh attack because it just triggers a cough attack. So <laughs> hopefully Hallie will, will survive this episode. I got to hold it together. I'm trying yeah. really hard. <laughs> well, since we last talked about the NFL conspiracy theory in our last episode, let's go ahead and update the latest it has, news. It has been disproven. So... The Ravens did not win. So the conspiracy was that it was going to be the Ravens and the 49ers in the Super Bowl. And Ravens didn't win. Hallie's boy, Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs (laughs) took home that victory. They're going to the Super Bowl again. Who's surprised? I'm so annoyed. (laughs) Yeah, I am too. The Lions lost. Detroit is absolutely heartbroken it's actually yeah it was a heartbreaking game it was tough so and literally taylor swift is peaking higher than anyone has ever peaked in their entire life i don't understand how her Her life life is just so great right now exactly i mean it's insane those pictures of her and travis kelsey like celebrating after the game i mean come on it's so cute it's so cute how can you not I don't even like Taylor Swift's personality kind of annoys me. I respect the grind as a businesswoman and an artist and performer, but I feel like she would bother me if I was like around her. I'm shocked to hear you say that. Yeah. Someone, one of my friends asked me yesterday, she was like, what do you think of Taylor Swift always wearing a red lip? And I said, the types of girls that wear red lipstick are a very specific type of person, and I don't think I would mesh well with their personality. <laughs> that is true. I feel like it. you can tell a lot about a girl based on her lip color. Especially if you do – I mean, she constantly – Red, red the lip. red lip is bold. Yeah, that's like so, her trademark. Like I said, I went to her concert. It was amazing. I paid nineteen eighty nine to watch the Eras Tour movie, and – I respect her. The heiress tour is insane. I respect that she's like so driven to give the people a great performance and would never miss a show and whatever. You know, I respect That's that. That's so funny that it cost you $19.89. Yeah. Do you know, I mean, because of her album, nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I get yeah. it, but like that's funny that they did that. Yep. So I did that. Jackson watched it and he was ready to buy tickets when we are in Paris because Taylor Swift is doing the Eras tour in Paris oh when we are god. there. You guys so would. He, <laughs> we're not did he going buy to. No. Oh my god. Not. I oh told him god. not to, but he was ready to do it. That's how much he was like. We when we were watching it on TV, he's like, "This is amazing. I need to see this." In my oh life. my god. <laughs> so no, Jackson so might be a bigger Swifty than me. <laughs> My roommates love Taylor Swift, and they also bought the Eras Tour movie. What? Or yeah. No, no, no. No, actually, I don't think they bought the Eras one, but they bought the Reputation one. Oh, and okay. They like play that 
all the time. Like so many times I come home and they're like in the living room screaming to like the Reputation tour and they know like every song in every order. And so I'm sure they're going to buy the Eras one. If they the have Eras tour is really but. good. It, it was a good video. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. I recommend. If you aren't seeing the concert, you should. It's worth it to see what you missed out on because it's pretty wild. So. Yeah. But okay. Um, oh, also, okay. We got this just really... The people who comment on our YouTube, you guys, <laughs> they're just... We have avid commenters <laughs> on our YouTube videos, and you just never know what to expect. It's always something, like, so out of pocket, and it's really entertaining. It's Yeah, it's honestly hilarious. <laughs> the most... Oh, my gosh. They deleted it. They got shy. Let me look. It was on... Okay, so it was a the positive one got deleted or the negative one? <laughs> the negative one. So basically, okay, it's on... I posted a YouTube short on our YouTube channel, and it was a clip of Hallie talking about in our Valencia episode when the bridal party was shooting off fireworks in the middle of the day. And, and we, like, thought we were getting shot. And someone commented, Karen in training. <laughs> Regarding like talking about Hallie, which I think is so funny. But now I don't I see don't it. Think I don't see that's it on there. true. No. I really hope not. I oh really my gosh. I'm not trying to be like that. But no. I, I mean, feel very humbled that I got no, called literally, out. Like that. Okay, we're on a podcast. We have to be a little bit dramatic. So that's just how it is. But I actually don't see it. I want to check on because I'm looking on my phone. But I wasn't like mad that they were shooting off fireworks at 1 p.m. because I thought it was unsafe. Like I feel like I could I would that comment would have been justified if I would have been like, how dare you shoot off right. fireworks when there's people walking around? Like that wasn't my argument. My argument yeah. is that why are you shooting off fireworks when it's broad daylight and you can't even see them? Then you're just wasting money. No, girl. You, you don't know. have to defend yourself at all. No, I don't see it online. <gasps> Maybe they realized. They rewatched it and they were like, wait, this girl is actually really cool. And yeah. I don't think she's a Karen in training. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So anyways, keep the comments coming. It helps um, put our it helps with the algorithm to keep people yeah. seeing our videos. So <laughs> negative publicity is still publicity. That's what they exactly. say. Okay, well, we are going to go ahead and get into this week's episode. We're going to do another Q&A episode. Last one we did was pretty fun. So hopefully we can make this one entertaining as well. So without further ado, let's get my voices literally going <laughs> out. I'm like, just get the sentence out. I'm laughing. Get it out. I'm laughing. I'm going to cough. Oh, my gosh. She's dying. This is going to be a struggle. It's going to be a struggle. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, God. Okay. Let's get this going so I can get some water. Enjoy this week's episode on... It's not on it. <laughs> All right. I got it. I got it. Enjoy, Enjoy our Q&A episode. There we go. <laughs> Okay, let's get into it. Hopefully, this might turn into a solo episode if Hallie can't um, <laughs> keep her coughs under control. You're just gonna, if you're watching on video, you're just going to see my video like drop out at some yeah. point. <laughs> That's what happens. She's a college student. She gets sick quite a bit. 
but anyway. Okay. <laughs> the first thing we're going to talk about, someone submitted an article to our anonymous link or our anonymous submission spot, whatever. And it was interesting. So I have quite a few thoughts about it's very this. interesting. So whoever submitted this, thank you. It was very thought provoking, um, <laughs> but I'm ready One to rip to it apart. It. I'm ready. Okay. So basically, this was a New Yorker article. It's titled The Case Against Travel by Agnes Collard. Okay. She's some philosopher lady. Her name's Agnes, and that's all you need to know. She needs to get <laughs> off her little pedestal. Sorry if your name's Agnes. I didn't mean to hate. <laughs> well, I'm... You can We're about to hate, though. Yeah. So, okay. This whole article was basically a passive-aggressive complaint about probably an annoying coworker who came back from her weekend or her week abroad as this changed new women, woman. And Agnes was annoyed with it. Okay. <laughs> to be fair, this article was written in June of 2023 when I swear everybody and their brother went to Europe and had their life-changing adventure. So I'm sure that was, yeah, including Hallie, but it's fine. Guilty. <laughs> so I'm sure, you know, that was when it was everybody was talking about it. So Agnes must have been a little pissed off about that. But literally the subheading of this article says talking about travel, it turns us into the worst version of ourselves while convincing us that we're at our best. Like, okay, chill, girl. It's not that dramatic. Come on. Like, okay. This girl's really ticked off that every single person in her life got a Europe vacation. <laughs> right. Like, it. okay, girl, seriously, calm down. My thought is, so basically, yeah, she's talking about how people, you know, they go off on these adventures. They do all these things that they think they need to do, all the touristy things that they need to do. And then they come back and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so changed. And I had this life altering vacation and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, it's not like that. Like, but honestly, okay. It's not about what you do. It doesn't matter. It's about why you do it. Do what makes you happy. And if travel makes you happy, that's fine. It doesn't matter. Like if traveling yeah. doesn't make you happy, don't travel, but don't hate on people that like to do it. Yeah. Like, okay. Traveling is fun. The world is beautiful. I personally like to experience new things, eat great food, see cool places. And I like to take time off work. It's a vacation. So I like yeah. doing that. No matter what I'm doing, I don't care. Yeah. Like, okay. And and I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk about it. So, right. And if you don't want to hear about it, then don't be by me. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And truly, I mean, I felt like she was saying – like I think that it do traveling does allow you to have this understanding and empathy for different ways of living or different values among other cultures. Only being around one type of person or one group of people with the same values, upbringing, whatever, that's not helpful for your personal growth and development. Right. You need 100%. to experience, yeah, different ways of living, different cultural values. That allows you an opportunity to reflect on what you value so that you can make an independent decision on how to live your life. Are you getting this experience on every type of vacation that you go on? No, absolutely no. not. So yeah. I get that. If someone just, you know, had a girl's Goes trip to up Florida. Yeah. Exactly. And they come back they're like, my life has changed. No. Okay. But <laughs> that's not why you're going on that vacation to have like a cultural experience. You're going to enjoy your time with friends or whatever to get off work. Yeah. So 
But is it possible to spend an extended period of time somewhere, get to know locals, you know, whatever, and have that type of potentially changed perspective? Yes, of course. Yeah. So different strokes for different folks. I do appreciate them sending us this article, whoever this was. No. Because – I, I mean, it's all like we said, it's always good to like gain new perspectives and see some, see something from the other side. So reading this article was very interesting. It definitely did make me think, which I appreciate. But I think it all just comes down to what you said, Kelsey. Like you do what makes you happy. If traveling doesn't make you happy and you don't get the hype, you don't get how it can really be that impactful of an experience and great. It's not for you. Don't do it. But for some people it is. And if you don't like listening to people talk about their trips, don't listen to our podcast. It's, it's that easy. And we will not be offended because (laughs) also we know, like, I, I mean, I think we're kind of funny, but like, I don't think we're the funniest people ever. So like, I get it. (laughs) We're not for everyone. Exactly. That's our thought. So yeah, thanks for the article. Keep sending us ones. I love love um, having a nice heated debate. All right. Okay. Let's move on to the next question. You got it, Hal? Okay. Our neck, or I guess our first, yeah, question, first question of the episode yeah. is, would you be nervous flying on Boeing 737? Which okay. I thought this was interesting because I didn't hear this news story, but I'll let oh, you know. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, I, okay. Maybe I'm like living under a rock. I don't know. But wow, I thought this was everywhere. So I assumed this person submitted this question because of the recent Alaskan Airlines situation where a door of the plane flew off mid flight. And, and it was that happened. Boeing 3737. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this, it happened earlier. I guess this episode will come out on February 1st, but it came out at the beginning of January and it like ripped. A passenger's shirt off that was sitting in that row. My it gosh. took someone's phone out, um, and that like felt that somebody like randomly found it in Portland. I think it was like on the ground, like days later or something. But the chair and it was still working. Oh, I don't know if it was working, but it had okay, flown I was from. Say, I need to get that phone. Jeez. Right? No, but the chair that the kid that had his shirt ripped off, his chair was like almost getting pulled out before his mom like grabbed him or something. But otherwise, there were no major injuries. So I don't know. I don't know exactly what the airline said was the issue and how this door literally flew off. But obviously, you know, they had to get the oxygen masks out because they're up in the air and it could have been really, really bad. Yeah. So that's why I sit in the aisle if I can choose (laughs) and avoid the emergency exit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, I mean... Yeah, no, you can't live your life in fear. Am I afraid to fly on a Boeing 737? No. I mean, you know, everybody knows the stats. Like, it's more likely that you're going to die in a car accident than it is that you're going to die in an airplane. So I even saw something that, like, plane travel is safer than um, traveling via, like, on a railroad or a train. So, you know... You can't. I, those are freak accidents. Nobody yeah. – I saw this thing online. It was like nobody – there has been no fatal U.S. plane crash since 2009. Um, so how many people have died in like car accidents, unfortunately? Like it's – Yeah. Common. So yeah, can't live in fear. Yeah. Can't let it hold we'll you back. continue to fly. Okay. Next question. 
Any tips for starting a travel podcast? Love this one. I'll let you say your point, Kelsey, because I'm going to build off of that. Yeah. So I think just figuring out what will make you different from other travel podcasts out there. There's a decent amount. So just find something that's going to be your kind of like niche that you can get in with. For example, we wanted to show how we wanted to do like focus on random cities too, not just like the big tourist attractions. So that's kind of what we're trying to hone in on that like every single place that you go to can have something that's worth talking about Um, because we didn't feel like there was a podcast out there like that. So just find something that kind of makes you unique than just like a basic travel podcast that might already exist. Something else that we were kind of excited about is we felt like we had kind of a unique a unique generation gap between the two of us even though like we're only six years apart in age but because of kind of when like technology and social media developed it was kind of right in between us growing up and so we have like the millennial perspective and then the gen z perspective which even though we're not that far apart in age i feel like we think about things and see the world very very differently and so we felt like that was something that kind of made us unique too but It is, like, difficult, I will say. Like, since we've started, I've seen how very, very saturated this market of, like, travel blog, travel Mm -hmm. blog. So many people are doing it. We understand that, yeah, we try to be unique, but, like, there's only so much you can do, you know. I'm sure we're, like, overlapping with, like, what a lot of other people are doing as well. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, just finding the little things to, like, make you stand out, I feel like, would be the best Next question. Do you two have any trips coming up together? If yes, where are you heading? Um, <laughs> Not really, unfortunately. Yeah, I wish. We're going to Aussie in Indiana in a couple weeks, I think, to celebrate to our grandparents', grandparents. birthdays. <laughs> we'll do an episode but, on Aussie yeah, someday for sure. I was going to say we're planning an Aussie episode, so that actually is exciting for us because we need to get need to get that content exactly but no I mean both love going up there so it's exciting (laughs) yeah I wish we had a trip Hallie's in college so her funds are a little limited and Mm -hmm. she's saving up for her senior spring break I think no my senior spring break is being it's very low-key and I'm spending very little money on it great so So, we'll see no we need to plan something but yeah we have nothing nothing planned yet All right. Next question. How do you keep all your stuff organized or all your stuff from your travels organized? Photos, hotels, restaurants, etc. Basically, whenever I'm planning a trip, I'm a big Google Docs girl. I love making itineraries for what I want to do, plan my day out a little bit. Because I feel like when you go into some, well, I don't know, maybe this is just a me problem. If I go into something and I have like a bunch of things that I want to do, but I don't like a lot time for them, then I end up getting none of them done. So I literally plan like by the hour, like everything that I want to do, which is like a little psychotic, but it's what I need to do. And then I do like links and images and the whole nine yards. I do that too. It's something that I enjoy to do though. I love travel planning, so it doesn't feel like a chore for me. It's something that excites me a lot. But yeah, Google Docs is pretty easy. I also just star things on Google Maps which is helpful because you can pull that up on a computer then or it's on your phone or whatever. And that also helps me for after I've 
traveled to a place and then I'm back home and if someone asks me like, oh, do you have any like restaurant recommendations for this place or whatever, I can just go back onto my Google Maps and look at what I starred and be like, oh yeah, this is where we went to eat or whatever. So it's good for like recommendations for other people That's a really good idea. Okay. Um, Tips for people that always overpack. That would be me. So I'd love to hear what you have, Kelsey, because (laughs) I am the worst at overpacking. I think having an itinerary is super helpful for this because if you've planned out kind of what you're going to do roughly, then you can kind of decide your outfits for each thing and you know exactly what you're doing. And Uh, you would think, (laughs) but I like always have an itinerary and I still just, I get so, there's, there's nothing more stressful to me than like having somewhere to be and not having the right outfit for it. Yeah. And so I get like really paranoid that even if I know what I'm going to be doing, then I'm gonna be like, well, what if I get there and I decide I'm not going to want to wear this? So then I need three options for like every single thing that I do. Well, okay. My thought for that is two things. One, you can always buy something there where you're at. Very few places you True. go, you wouldn't be able to buy something new if you had to. Second thought is just only pack things that are tried and true, comfortable, you feel good in, you know you look good in so that it's like a go-to outfit and you won't get there and be like, ugh, I don't feel like wearing this. So other thoughts. Also packing cubes are huge because you can pack a ton and that really shrinks it down for you. So I know. I don't have packing cubes and I really need to get some. It's so helpful. And All my, my friends li- abroad had them and like their packing process was so much easier than mine was. If you're not on the packing cube game, you need to get on it. It's the best. My last thought is just get a travel credit card that allows for free checked bags. So you don't even have to worry about easy. it. You just get another credit card. Yeah. The easy Delta peasy. card allows for two free checked bags, I think. So. Oh, what? Yeah. Nice. If you fly Delta, get that one. Okay, next question. Your must-have travel things, maybe a specific suitcase or travel stuff in general. So I just said the packing cubes, but as far as like a suitcase, I have an Away suitcase, the brand Away. It can fit a ton, but because of that, it's kind of easy to go over the weight limit. So that's kind of a pro and a con. They have the passcode lock on the top, which is nice. Not that it would truly defer anybody I mean, yeah, like if they cut really into the suitcase if you really wanted it. But it just gives that little extra bit of it feels a little bit safer if I ever have to leave my suitcase like in my car or something for something. Then I'm like, OK, at least it's locked. It'll maybe slow someone down or whatever. And yeah, yeah I don't know. Don't get a cute bag. I mean, I got like the cute pink color of the away suitcase. But when I check that suitcase, it just gets so scuffed up and everything. So yeah, uh, it doesn't really work. You don't have to. I would say for your checked bag, for your carry-on, you can maybe get a cute one. But for if it's going to be your checked bag, don't worry about what it looks like. Just get a Sometimes it's nice one. to have a colorful checked bag, though, because then you can always find True. it so quick when it comes out. Yeah. Um, I've talked about this a million times, but I love my neck pillow. Mm-hmm. So that would be my travel essential. But also, I got this app this summer when I went abroad called the better sleep app and if you're somebody that like needs white noise or like a fan to fall asleep to this sounds like a fan and if you're going to like a bunch of random airbnbs and 
they might not have fans or like might not have like AC even running. So that was like my thing that I found that I really liked to have on my phone when I'm traveling just to yeah. help me sleep. Perfect. You can also check out our Amazon storefront for some other travel items that we recommended in the last Q&A episode. That's linked on our website, which the website is linked in our Instagram bio and in our YouTube bio. Okay. If you were forced to spend the rest of your life in one city, where would you pick? Okay. I low-key would pick Detroit because I think I will live here for the rest of my life. And no one's forcing me. I think I'll just do it. You're the first person to ever answer that question with Detroit. (laughs) I cannot believe you said that. I am shocked. I This past weekend, I had a friend come visit me and... Jackson and I showed her all around. We like went out to dinner at our favorite restaurant downtown. And I was the lion. I mean, this weekend with the Lions game and everything, there was so much Detroit pride. And it just made me really proud to live here. I was like, and Detroit is such a cool city. Okay. I know if you've never been there, I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but the downtown, they're really building it up. The food scene in Detroit is better than. Literally, I think it's better than New York. I think it's better than Chicago. I mean, we have amazing What do you think? What makes it so good? I think we Just have like a lot of variety. Yeah. I, we do have a lot of chefs that come from New York and stuff like that, that when feel like New York gets oversaturated or whatever, and then they want to come out and expand and they come to Detroit, which is like, you know, one of the next bigger cities that's further yeah. west. But I mean, they, yeah, they have so many options like this restaurant that we went to this past weekend it's our favorite restaurant in Detroit and we hadn't been there in a whole like literally 12 months because there's so many other restaurants that we've been trying and we still haven't even tried all the restaurants that we want to there's just so many good and you guys brought to eat a lot we love food we love good food so I'm just saying like it's not like you're only going out like once a month and you haven't like gotten back to your favorite restaurant like no you guys go out to eat like very frequently yeah so if you're a foodie Detroit is a great city they have so many great restaurants and then it's on the water like the Detroit River and there's a lot the you know the Ford Field, which is where the Lions play. There's the Tiger Stadium, which is baseball. Little Caesars Arena is basketball. There's lots of theaters, concerts. There's always an event going on downtown. So I don't know. It's just a fun city. I also just love the Midwest. I feel like raising a family in the Midwest is a good, just, you know, those Midwest values, whatever. I mean, it's terrible grossness in the winter yeah that's the only thing but it makes me appreciate the winter is like october (laughs) through may yes but (laughs) the summers are great and it makes me appreciate when i get to travel to other places so yeah but i think i actually will not move from detroit so that's why i was like no one's forcing me and i probably still live in this city the rest of my life so i feel like that's got to be my answer that's so interesting to me I'm very happy that you're happy where you are I personally will not be joining you in Detroit that's maybe not forever maybe you'll come stay with me for a little bit though yeah I wouldn't be opposed to that but I think the thought of like permanently being in Detroit would like send me into a spiral but (sighs) don't knock until you try it yeah I just I'm already so tired of like the gloominess and grayness here that I no, I couldn't do it for like 
two extra months of the year. Yeah, that's but fair. I do hate it. <laughs> after you just like talked about how much you love it for so long. I just hate the grayness. I do hate the grayness. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay, I what's your answer? Like, but, well, I was having a hard time with this because I honestly feel like I haven't like experienced the city that I'm going to end up in. Yeah. I because I don't know if I see myself like I definitely want to get out of Indiana, like live somewhere else for like a while and then who knows if I like start a family maybe I'd want to come back Mm -hmm. but I feel like there's definitely some other cities out there that I haven't like fully experienced that are gonna end up being end up being somewhere that I like fall in love with and could see myself staying right but like obviously I'm not gonna live somewhere forever that's like out of the U.S. like realistically Mm -hmm. no Mm-hmm. I could never do that because then I never see my family and I love my family. But right. I don't know. This was like I was really thinking about this for a while. And I was like, I don't there's not a city that I've been to yet that I'm like that I'm in love with, you know? Yeah. Got to keep traveling. There's cities that I love visiting. Right. But it's and different, that's different. You know? That's different. Yeah. You can have a favorite city. Detroit's not the fa- most favorite place I've ever been in my life. Yeah. But if I had to spend the rest of my life in one place. I probably will stay here. So that's probably not the answers that this person was expecting at all. Yep. But sorry to disappoint. <laughs> okay. Next question rental car or Uber? I like to avoid Ubers unless they're absolutely necessary. When I was abroad, I was always trying to get me and my friends to walk, and nobody ever wanted to walk. It was always me against everybody else. <laughs> but I'm all about like just like seeing what you see along the journey so but also rental cars really scare me and the thought of like driving in a foreign country really really terrifies me for some reason well you're too young to even rent a rental car so what is it 25 25 you have to be 25 so you can't even do it anyway wow you really just put me down there yeah embarrassing yeah so yeah i mean i ask me then Well, you had an opinion still, so I was, yeah. Okay, I would say it depends on the amount of driving you will do. I mean, the few times I've done a rental car is just when the drive from the airport to wherever I'm staying is like really far and I'm going to need a car while I'm wherever I'm at. Or if we've done kind of like a road trip situation, when Jackson and I went to San Francisco, we got a rental car because we did – we kind of drove down the coast a little bit and we went to Monterey and Carmel and Big Sur and then we drove back and ended our time in San Francisco. So that's just not really, I mean, I guess you could do it with an Uber, but we needed a car to kind of drive around while we were there too. So Ubers are doable. A lot of countries have Uber, so it's super easy if you just need to get to a place to place quickly, but not doing a ton of long trips. But yeah, the Ubers add up. So walk when you can or use public transportation if they have it. My other thought, though, is the Capital One Venturex reward card gets 10 times points on rental cars. So make sure because rental cars can be expensive, too. But 10 times points, that's getting you so many points for doing a rental car. So make sure you do that. I do just want to make a point. Okay, you do have to be 25 to rent a car, but you only have to be 18 to rent a U-Haul. So (laughs) you can. This is a little hack for all you people under 25 out there because they feel you if you need a rental car just rent a u-haul 
and there's a little loophole. I didn't know you could only had to be 18. That's hilarious. Yep. And I'm sure it's cheaper. Oh, probably. Because they make like pickup trucks. I mean, it's not going to be glamorous. It's not going to be cute, but like no. it'll get you from point A to point B. So that's hilarious. Okay. Next national park you want to visit, US or otherwise? I want to go to Glacier National Park in Montana and Zion in Utah. Those are my two top. I, there's so many I want to go to, but for sure, those two are top of my list. What are those two known for? Glacier National Park looks a lot like... I know what Glacier National Park Yeah, is. okay, yeah. Because yeah. I I mean, yours, because I'm looking at the outline. It's very similar. Yeah. Hallie's is BAM. She, she wants to go to BAM. Okay. And yeah. So, well, I was just going to say Glacier National Park. I think, <laughs> I think it looks really similar to BAM from the pictures yeah. that I've seen. No, and it, it looks like Switzerland in yeah. North America. So, and then Zion has, that's like, I've never really done an out West trip. I've been to the Grand Canyon when we were kids, but I want to do like the Red Rock Canyons and, you know, those kind of things. That's like Zion. So yeah, for sure. Well, mine was BAMP, but you guys already know that. So next. Okay. Airbnb or more of a resort style for traveling with a party of six to eight people. I said resort is good for couples trips, like if you're going strictly with couples because you can have your own space to do things and enjoy your time with your significant other, but then you're all on the same resort so you can meet in the common areas to hang out with everybody else. But if you're going strictly with like a friend group trip, Airbnb all the way. For sure. So that way you there's like common spaces that you can share. It's more... You're like always know. wanting to be Just together. More fun. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas resorts to me are more like romantic. So I yeah. would definitely agree with that. Okay. What do you consider when choosing your accommodations for a trip? Location, amenities, et cetera. Location for sure. Like we mentioned, try to get a good location so that you don't have to do Ubers or rental cars everywhere. If you can walk from place to place, that's the best. I also look for a place with a flexible cancellation policy because if you're booking far out in advance, things can change or whatever. And so that comes in handy. Amenities, I'd say, are not super important because usually depending on the type of trip you're doing, a lot of times you don't really spend a lot of time in that place. You're just kind of there to sleep. And so usually you're spending more of your time out on the town. So I think location for sure is the most important. I agree. For us, I mean, whenever me and my friends are booking stuff, we're always just looking at what's cheapest. But yeah. it is like a balance between like obviously stuff in the center of the city is going to be a lot more expensive but if you save money by going further out, then you're going to be paying more money to like taxi or Uber all the time mm -hmm. to get like where you actually want to be. So I feel like finding like a good balance between cheap enough, but also not too far out. Okay. Favorite winter travel spots? Well, the only place like outside of the country that I've been not in the summer was Cabo, Mexico. And that was fire. So I guess I would say Cabo but I don't have much to choose from so well okay I didn't know if this question was referring to generally like when it is winter time where do you want to go or if it's like traveling to a winter weather location where you're doing winter weather activities so if it's the first one 
in the winter, get me to the sunshine. You already hear me talk about how dreary Detroit is in the yeah. winter. So need the sunshine. Yeah, Hallie said Cabo. I've never been to Cabo, but we did a Mexico trip last winter and it was so easy and so cheap. So that's always a good one. And then if it's truly like a winter weather location, very rarely do we actually do much traveling in the winter unless it's to somewhere warm. But a few years back, we did go to St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin, which super small town in Wisconsin where our family friends live. And we did some fun winter activities. We did a little bit of skiing. We did some ice fishing. So that was such an experience. (laughs) It's another small town that we will definitely do an episode on someday. So yeah, I feel like we need to do like a cool ski trip to like Colorado or something. We've never done that. That's what I was going to say. Like, ideally, I would love to be a part of one of those families that goes to like what oh vale yeah like vale, all like, the bougie families that go to yeah, yeah like aspen colorado like all those nice places every winter for their like little ski trips like i wish i could do that but okay least favorite place ever visited <laughs> i'm like looking at our outline wines blank i couldn't really even think of anything Um, I agree with yours how I don't know if that's my least favorite place I've ever visited. Mine is LA. That's what I Yeah. LA had like a big the homeless population when we were there was really bad. Um I just didn't like the vibes in LA. Yeah. But I did like of like just fake. Just felt very stuffy. On our LA trip though is also when we went down to like Santa Barbara. We did Malibu and I did like those places but oh me too yeah i'm not saying the whole trip was bad right right, i just didn't like when we were in la yeah um i know we've talked about like milan and venice that those were not like our place well how never been to venice but like those weren't our favorite places we went on our europe trip it's just those are places i wouldn't care to go back ever it's not like but we i would had never bad say, experiences like, yeah favorite seems too harsh yeah like, I it agree. was still enjoyable but yeah i mean that's kind of like our thing is we try not to like every place has something that's like worth mentioning or whatever so it's like yeah yeah it's tough to choose okay next question will there be a chicago episode i am going to chicago this weekend little trip but I'm only going to be there for two days and I've been there before, but I still feel like I don't know the city well enough at all to like justify doing a whole podcast episode on it. But I also did a whole podcast episode on Rome after I was there for two days and Rome is like probably seven times the size of Chicago. So yeah, I I guess we'll see how it goes. If it's interesting enough and there's enough action, then maybe, but we'll see. you know, and we can always have a Chicago native come and be our guest on an episode one day or somebody who's spent a lot of time in Chicago or, True. you know, we can always do repeats as we go back to places and have new stories and new experiences. We can update you. We're none, We're never trying to be an expert on these places anyway. You know, when we do an episode on there, it's just sharing our experience and it's not saying that it's like a thorough overview of the city. It's just kind of we're sharing our thoughts and experiences on it. So true. Next question is team paper map or electronic? I love a good map in general, but especially a paper map. I love looking at maps. Map nerd. Okay. I know. Jackson makes fun of me all the time because sometimes when I'm bored, I just open up Google Maps and I just kind of look around at things. That is so weird. (laughs) 
I just like to see. Okay. Just I just, you're bored. I just like to learn about. Up. Kelsey's yeah. Google Maps screen time is like four hours a day. I mean, Loki, it is pretty high. I spend a oh lot of time God. on Google Maps. So, and mom used to have this atlas in the back of the van and so when we'd go on road trips and stuff i would always just like look through the map look through yeah, look I at the atlas that. yeah so but on i mean for practical reasons obviously a electronic map is the way to go uh you can download google maps offline so that if you're ever in like a you don't have wi-fi situation abroad or data it's downloaded already so you can kind of look things up or you know use that so that's pretty practical resource. I definitely said electronic, but I guess maybe it's good to have a paper map if you're in a more remote location, if you're like phone dies or something. But I will say I had a few Airbnb hosts that when we would get there, they would have paper maps and they would like circle different spots or like draw like directions of how to get places on a physical map. And that was always so helpful. Just like carry that around with you just when you need to remember like their recommendations and stuff. So that was really nice. Okay. Last question. Strangest animal slash insect in wild you've seen on vacay? Okay. I guess this isn't like in the wild because it was technically domesticated. But (laughs) this when we were in Alcala, me and my friends were walking to the store and there was this couple walking by with their meerkat on a leash <laughs> and it was the weirdest most bizarre thing we just all walking just walking like, through town just walking through town like it was walking their dog but it was the literal meerkat just on a leash nice our spaniards that watch our youtube need to comment in and let us know if <laughs> is this that is normal, normal? yeah <laughs> or, <laughs> or do you think that's bizarre too because that's not a common sight yeah. here in the states but you never know let us know yeah to each their own yeah <laughs> okay i think that is it on the questions thank you so much you guys for submitting your questions these are always great yeah, they're super a lot of fun good ones. Yeah. yeah i love the q a apps yeah let us know if you guys like the q a apps if you like these kind of sprinkled in among our normal content, we want to make the people happy. So whatever you guys want, <laughs> we do it for you. Um, uh, Let's see. Okay. Yeah. Just a reminder to check out our website. If you haven't checked that out already, like I said, it's got all of our travel hacking recommendations, the Amazon storefronts all linked there for you. Don't forget to share our podcast and let people know why you love it. Give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We got a couple new ones. We did see those. Thank you. We love you so much. Give us some comments on YouTube, good or Preferably bad. nice, but yeah. <laughs> I guess like whatever I said, you want. <laughs> helps us out either way, but you know, we we do like to to hear some compliments too every once in a while. So yeah. thanks for listening, guys, and we will see you again on Thursday. Bye.